Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime colon Beast Hunters podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. My breath, death, my wings, a hurricane, I'm David. And still <laughs> sick. Aww. Yeah, so, uh, so this is, of course, the Trent, the podcast that goes episode by episode through Transformers Prime, and we are now out of episodes and have moved on to the big finale movie, Predacons <laughs> Rising. Which three seasons in a movie? Which is still episode three seasons in a movie, and which yes was broken up into three episodes, and we will be doing the first of those three episodes today. Yes. So Predacons Rising, part the first. Dun dun dun. Uh, so this premiered on TV October fourth. Um, of it doesn't say which year here. <laughs> Thanks, TF Wiki. Somewhere. Twenty thirteen. Oh. And uh, oh, yeah, sorry, it does say it. I just missed it. And uh, <laughs> premiered on home video October the eighth, and was written by the trio of Dwayne Capizzi, Marsha Griffin, and Stephen Melching. So basically. All of whom yeah, like the the uh, story editors at this point. Yes. Yeah. And previously on Transformers Prime, uh, Cybertron was restored, Bumblebee's voice was restored, um, and Megatron ended up getting stabbed and then fell out of low Earth orbit. Yes, that we don't actually—they don't actually do a previously on. They, they well, do they sort of do. They have prime, and does this count as prime monologuing? This definitely counts as prime monologuing because. Oh yeah, I didn't even add it to the. Yeah, list we're we're on the restored Cybertron, and he's given a big speech about how, you know, we we honor those who fell to make this possible. <laughs> and then RC looks sad. Yes, because one of them is, of course, Cliff Jumper, who is dead. Yep, we're we're bookending this with Cliff Jumper being dead. <laughs> Gotta bring that up. No one's forgotten. Okay, we're up to prime speech number 15, I guess. It's hard to measure some of them because some are shorter than others, but the official 15. Yes. I mean, he's like formally giving a speech here. This isn't just like in the course of a conversation. He's, he starts speechifying. It's like his role at the ceremony is to give a speech. Yes. And unfortunately, this ceremony is six guys. I mean, it's what they got. Ratchet's yeah. back home. Yeah, well, they do mm-hmm. mention Ratchet being back on Earth. But not for long. No. <laughs> nope. He'll pop right back yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I do kind of appreciate that that's like... They acknowledge that he wanted to stay behind on Earth, but then, you know, something comes up where they need him. So it's like he still gets mm-hmm. his character action without it, like, derailing plot stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, uh... Oh, but, oh. Well, actually, the first thing, the first thing we see is, like, a camera flying through space towards Cybertron, and it's... The camera angle and the music is very much the introduction of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. Well, yeah. And I kind of thought we were going to get, like, opening credits here, but we don't get credits at all. No. No, we don't. We just get the short little sting. I was hoping that as a movie we'd get something a little fancier, but we do not. No, but 
first before yeah, at we at get our just barely credits. Through space or something. Yeah. yeah, we 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 cut we go we zoom through space and to Earth, where much like at the beginning of Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, Megatron is dead and on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That is not dead, which can eternal lie in a puddle in the bottom of the ocean, I guess. Anyway, and then he wakes up in in his own, like, mindscape, and he's, you know, wondering, you know, you know shouldn't I be in, like, robot hell now? <laughs> yes. Well, th- that's the thing. He is. But he, he thinks, like, wait, am I dead? Oh, no. Am I in the Allspark? No, you're not allowed there anymore, boy. Oh, no. I mean, the whole thing is basically dudes full of zombie juice. Like, I don't know what well, anyone yes. expected to happen. Like, he gets killed. You think that, that he's just going to get killed, and it's like, okay, he's dead. No, dudes full of zombie juice. Yeah. So, anyway. I mean, the, problem, the problem with the zombie juice is the zombie juice keeps him connected to the guy he betrayed and helped seal away inside earth so that's not great for him yep it's uh it's unicron again this it's... once again voiced by uh john noble and sounds more australian than he did last time yeah definitely not covering that accent much but also my my favorite big plot thing that we forgot for a long i mean we didn't forget it but the show like i said they I wanted to see the briefing with Megatron and Shockwave, where he explains, oh yeah, also this planet is Unicron. Uh, But we are now remembering that, oh yeah, Megatron is full of Unicron juice. Also, Unicron is just trapped inside Earth. Here you go. Mm. Well, since you very conveniently died here, and because... uh... The, the Autobots have restored Cybertron, thus uh, reawakening Primus. I gotta go uh, do my uh, robot devil stuff and uh, destroy Cybertron and unleash the Age of Chaos. And very, indeed, apparently, um, this was you. once going to be called Transformers Prime Chaos Rising, which makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. But... But yeah, he's, I mean, like I said, it's full of zombie juice. It's time for, yep. it's Galvatron time. Yeah, except at no point is he called Galvatron. Ah, I am calling Galvatron right yeah. now. So yeah, he, uh, he, he re- and uh, he's all, hey, so, uh, you know, so you, you restore me to life and I'll do that thing, right? Uh, no, actually, I'm just going to make you into like a meat puppet. And you're just going to be trapped in here. Yeah. So, so why did you explain yeah. this all to me? Cause I just I felt like it. Also, I mean, he he probably wanted somebody to talk to. That's true. There's probably nobody to talk to. That's you know that problem. Body because they were just kind of lonely and wanted somebody to talk to. Oh, it's like also, in the Incredibles. Oh, you got me got me monologuing again. Also, Unicron mentions anti spark. Yes, his anti-spark. Which is like, oh, okay, that's a thing. Yes, and have we lost David, or has he lost his voice? Uh-oh. Oh, indeed. My poor laptop is chugging along here. Uh, let's, let's see. 
We'll give him a moment. See if he is on Skype. Dump. Oh, okay. His PC needs to restart. <laughs> oh, no. Tell it he's no. Fr- yeah, he's got the frowny face and says, your PC randoms will probably need to restart. We're just collecting some error info, then we'll restart for you. Uh, is okay. that, uh, what? what is that that has the frowny face? I mean, it's basically just the new version of the blue screen of death. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was Windows or... Yeah, that's, it's okay. just the updated blue screen of death. Alright, so we will just, uh, stall here then. Whatever the fuck my computer just did to me, goddamn! As if I'm not sick enough. Computer also went sick. Hopefully, it won't do that again. So, so yeah, uh, Unicron's talking about how he has an anti-Spark. I guess because he's the robot devil, and Sparks derive from Primus, so he's got, you know, it's it's like the Antichrist. I guess this has some really, all of this has some very interesting, like philosophical <laughs> existential implications that now I really want to explore in fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, Megatron gets uh, gets much pointier and spikier and shoots off into space. Yes. He undergoes a transformation which sadly, I mean, I guess he they're like some purple effects going on with it, but I guess that's probably not so much a nod to Galvatron as it is just Unicron and all the zombie juice he's full of. Uh, so I mean, I think there's 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 definitely well, some Galvatron references in here. I suppose. But they never actually call him Galvatron. Well, it, it's like the, the Unicron trilogy, Galvatron, when he was wearing the armor of Unicron. Mm-hmm. He's even yeah. got, like, the forehead pointies or similar. Yes. Yes. So, yes. He's He's been taken over by Unicron. Now he's going to go flying off into space. Zoom. Yes, and and so as they're going, Megatron's all oh. So so once uh, so you know you're gonna you know rule Cybertron, right? That's, that's kind of cool. He's all uh, no, I'm going to kill Primus, which will destroy Cybertron, and then also the universe unleashing the Age of Chaos. <laughs> you know, as do you do. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, back on uh, back on Cybertron. Um, you know, the Autobots are making plans, but not before uh, Starscream gets knighted. Also, Bumblebee. Bumblebee, yeah. Starscream, alas, does not get knighted. Oh, sorry. Did I say Starscream? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, well. that, is, that is a weird one. Yeah, Bumblebee uh, gets knighted. That's out of nowhere. Uh, so, yeah. And when he speaks again, it, like... I had totally forgotten that that was a thing. I mean, not like on an intellectual level, but on a like emotional level, I had forgotten that Bumblebee talking is still a thing. Well, and it's it's weird because like I'm used to him not talking on this show and then talking on the next show, 
but he's yeah. got the design from this show and he's talking and it's weird. Yes. And the voice yeah. from the next show. It's not yes. even like it's a different voice. So No, and, no, and same guy. Basically the personality from from the next show. So Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I, I have a note when he says something to Prime. I'm like, ah, he spoke. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, he's knighted with a sword and everything. It's very fancy. Mm-hmm. And with the, with the star saber. Yes. Which I it kind of makes me wonder if, like, at the height of their population, if, like, all promotions had to be accompanied by a prime knighting you <laughs> with a holy sword. Because it's basically he's getting a promotion. Yes. So anyway, now it's time to make plans. So we are uh, so speaking of that uh, that first movie, uh the the uh, Optimus Prime is going after the Allspark. Yes. So they can they can make some new sparks and he's going to need Wheeljack to drive him there. Sadly, they do not get to create new life the fun way. They have to go find their artifact. Listen, we've um, only got one lady here. It would get weird. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he does. Well, uh, he tells go back to budding. Yes, <laughs> no yes. good can come of that. Tells Bulkhead no. to to get to building things because Bulkhead's good at building things, uh, which barely came up in this series, but did did briefly. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he needs Wheeljack to. He's gonna go go be. Uh, odd couple with Wheeljack again and go off into space and. Because real Jack knows Which, how to navigate, uh, and then everybody else I mean, I know is. It's saying, mm-hmm. I know it's a thing that, that keeps happening, but it, it struck me this time as like the Autobots' solution to everything in the past was shoot it into space. Yes, <laughs> and hope for the best. It... Well, now that's coming back to bite them in the ass. Like, I mean, maybe that's part of the problem with. Cybertron. I mean, th- there's a reason that why why Cybertron's such a dump they sent everything good away yeah i mean there's there's a reason there's an entire planet of junk (laughs) Mm. it's actually just a gravitational well that was just far enough from cybertron that they didn't notice but it was close enough to grab all the stuff that they were shooting off into space i mean that's that's always my fan theory as to why the junkions are just transformers like some guys just accidentally got thrown out with the trash (laughs) yeah and then became garbage people Fell asleep in a dumpster and wake up on this garbage planet. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like like the plot of a nineteen twenties cartoon. <laughs> Except you know, not not with robots with with hobos. Probably I mean, also they might, a lot of racism. They, or robot hobos, robos. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's definitely a Futurama joke. <laughs> Anyway, but and everybody else not already mentioned is just going to have to poke around Cybertron looking for A, the lo- the missing Predacon, and B, Starscream and Shockwave. Yep, because they still don't know where those two got off to, but they assume, they just, they assume wherever it was, they're, they're doing some trouble, which is entirely yes. accurate. Mm-hmm. And there's also a big, they're also doing this right in front of a big gleaming statue of Megatron, which they promptly blow up. Oh. They're very excited about that. They like blowing so, things up. Yeah, so, so cut to Bulkhead trying to order a bunch of vehicons around, and it turns out they are not good at construction. 
No. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, it's, it's so nice to see that. I completely... It's very slapstick. I completely forgot we were going to see them here, because I, I yeah, didn't remember I, them being a thing at all. Yeah, because and I was it, thinking, like, so is nice. Bulkhead just going to have to do all this by himself? Yeah, it does. Yeah, but then you see things in the background, it's like, wait, did somebody already arrive? Or it's like, oh no, Viacons, yay. Union workers. In fact, they they specifically say that nobody else is there yet. Yes. Because yeah. we, we don't have any more models. Sorry, guys. Which does kind of, again, bring up the whole idea of Viacon personhood. Like, they don't seem to be counting them as people who are there. Yes. But, you know, they're helping. They're, yeah. they're not helping. But they're, quote, helping. They're not helping well. <laughs> no. They're trying. Anyway. Yeah, and they can't find Starscream and Shockwave anywhere, so they go up and uh, try and get some information out of Knockout, who is still imprisoned on the Decepticon ship. He wants an oil bath. Yes, he does. And I kind of like that we're like we're not like withholding like necessities from him. Right. We're withholding him pampering himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Bumblebee taunts him with a buffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's poor guy. He says, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm too pretty to be in jail. <laughs> Basically, except without the, like, implications. Yes. They do not imply anything like that. Well, I mean, he's the only one in jail. Well, there are Viacons there, too. Presumably. Well, they, 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 they've been put to work. Whereas, I guess, Knockout is either A, too treacherous, or B, too useless. But there are some Viacons yeah, in the jail that, like, cell with Knockout. Oh, that's Knockout. right. Right. Yeah. So, presumably they gave some of them a choice like you can go help bulkhead if you behave and some of them were like okay and some of them were like nah we're good we're we're just gonna hang out with knockout which sounds terrible yes but but no they do not imply anything about knockout being too pretty to be in jail but he is absolutely not doing well with these conditions Mm. with not having his buffer Poor guy. So, while all this is going on, Ultra Magnus and Smokescreen, they've gone to the Sea of Rust, which is now like a big, gleaming city. Yeah, it's... Man, the textures. Well... Very nice textures in this. Yeah, there's very, very nice... Just, you know, CG artwork in this Mm -hmm. episode. Well, movie. I guess there would be, because it's the movie, but it's very pretty. And then, unfortunately, this is also where they encounter two new Predacons. <gasps> Who are lurking. They're lurking. Yes. Uh, they are Darksteel and Skylinks. Oh, boy, Skylinks. Okay, so a new name and a reused name. Uh, Darksteel is the big dumb one. He is uh, Steve Bloom. Mm-hmm. And Skylinks is the, like, little one. Who is Nolan oh, North? Not that much hmm. littler. His toy is littler. I mean, he's yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly saying that because his toy is smaller. Because these guys are both gigantic. Yes, they're they're big yeah, guys. Aren't, aren't like aren't their models like like half reuse of like Dreadwing and Sky? Um, oh, are they? What was his name? Um, Skyquake. Yeah, Skyquake. They're. Their faces are similar, and their color schemes are similar, because one's a little blue, one's a little green. I mean, I don't know for sure that they're, this, they're built off those models, but since they had to build two new guys from scratch, 
Yeah. I would guess they reused some rigging or something, at least. Yeah. They and they do. do look kind of like their toys. Yeah. A little. Yeah, but... Uh, they're toys which were Target exclusives. Oh, they both were? Weird. They both were. It, it, it's weird that they they picked only two, and then they went with these two, as opposed to... It was like Vertebrake, who was like a bright yellow and didn't have wings. Because these two guys are... In, oh, two more dragons with wings that look kind of too much like Predaking. Yeah, I mean, I might have gone yeah, with... Well, I probably would have gone with, uh, what's her name, uh, Ripclaw, because she's the lady, Predacon. Yes, that yeah. makes her immediately the best, by which also, I mean she, the only one I bought. She had a very cool toy as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably, well, her and Vertebrake, I think, were the best. Mm-hmm. Was it Vertebrake? Well, I, I didn't look more uh, Well, Vertebrake was the guy who was a recolor. And, well, yeah, there, um, there were two of him. He was like the, the, four, the, the four-legged guy with no wings. Hmm. But wings. Yeah. Can't just not have wings. It's sad. But he looked cool. Anyway, so uh so they encounter these guys. Um Ultra Magnus gets messed up. Yeah, he gets beat up real bad. And Smokescreen only escapes basically via the face shifter and uses that to make these two guys knock into each other so they can escape. Yes. And also, um, the, the noises that these guys are making in beast mode, we've gone from the Insecticons making horse noises. These guys are kind of making cow noises. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Like angry bull noises. <laughs> Remember back in Beast Wars when everyone did their own animal sounds? Yes, yes, I do. I kind of miss that. <laughs> Some better than others. Yeah, a yes. little bit. I just thought Gary Chalk did very good gorilla noises. Yeah, yeah, he really did. Hmm. Anyway, so it turns out that of the seven people who live on this planet, uh, we didn't bring a doctor, except for Knockout. So please welcome special guest star, Ratchet. Yay! They, they bring him in much as they brought in Worf into those Next Generation movies. Like, like I said, I, I appreciate that they, it, like, it acknowledges that the character would have made this decision, but the plot is, you know, events are making them do otherwise. So, mm. I'll, I'll allow it. Gotta, gotta get the band back together. Yeah, you gotta get Jeffrey Combs back in here. Yeah. Meanwhile, in space. <sighs> so, it's good to see that Wheeljack got a bigger ship. I mean, I yeah, guess well, it's, it's probably uh, not Wheeljack's it, ship. Well, well, it's Ultra Magnus's ship. Ah, that's right. So the, what the I'm, Iron <laughs> Hope, oh, or, sorry, the Iron Will. What I'm saying is Optimus Prime can stand up in it, which is yes. better than he could in the Jackhammer, which was amazing. Yeah. And they're in like this asteroid field, and these asteroids look amazing. Yes, it's again yes. just beautiful potatoes. Definitely. Definitely, maybe not theatrical movie budget, but definitely movie budget. Yes. Hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, these asteroids are dangerous, so Prime's like, well, maybe I'll just, I'll just go outside. You, you park the ship here, I'll go get the Allspark, because it's in this big asteroid field. 
they have their whole like no you're too important to risk yourself doing this and no only I can risk myself doing this because I am so important kind of nonsense that happens anytime Prime wants to do anything dangerous and doesn't want anyone following him yes <laughs> so meanwhile the Autobots you know they they're on the trail of these Predacons and they've they do not find them, but they do find Predaking. And he's just overseeing this gigantic boneyard. Mm, bones. Poor guy. He's, I mean, basically, he's just brooding. He's just come to brood. Yeah, he's like, oh, uh, can't you see I'm ruling my kingdom? My kingdom of bones? Oh, he's so emo. It's great. Oh. I love him. He's a big, sad robot. Those are my favorite kind. And, you know, they're well, it's all, his they, empire you know. of dirt. Well, <laughs> rusted. Dirt. Also, Smokescreen is totally worried that Bumblebee is going to be the main character now that he has a voice back. <laughs> and he's absolutely yep. right. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and he's all, hey, you know, who, who died and put you in charge? Which it really should be more like, hey, what, what Hasbro executive put you in charge? <laughs> Yep. Like, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Smokescreen. Nobody's making Smokescreen the movie starring Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Loser. Poor Smokescreen. He <laughs> thought he was going to be the protagonist. <laughs> but no, they do indeed, uh, they do indeed find Predaking, and Bumblebee is wielding the immobilizer. <laughs> yeah. Didn't, doesn't he just find it on the ground there as they're yeah, approaching? He just picks up. He picks up a stick. He's bluffing. Uh, apparently, it was on the nemesis. Yeah, but he yeah, just picks I, up I, an iron stick just... and just says, "Oh, I have an immobilizer here." You heard of that? You were on the Predacon ship. No, he's just lying out his ass because he can finally talk. <laughs> I'm. I. You know, I haven't. I. I haven't actually watched this movie since it originally aired. Uh, so now I'm wondering, is it that, or because it does kind of feel like Chekhov's immobilizer at the end? We, the immobilizer does come back. Okay. Well, it does come back, but it's not so, that. Yeah, it's, it, it got blown out of the ship. Yeah. So anyway, Predaking is not willing to help them because he, you know, even though the Decepticons did screw me over, I still remember that you guys blew up a whole facility full of clones of my people. So, no. You guys can go pound sand. Yes, I'll just be here with my empire of dirt. Also, I like that Bumblebee calls him your highness. And like, not yes. mockingly, but like he, no, you like, hey, you called yourself Predaking, that means you are an actual king. Yes, I mean, yeah. to be fair, like, sure, he's, he's gonna show him that respect. So yeah, again, Bumblebee is now the protagonist. Sorry, smokescreen. So no, instead they uh they don't he's not coming with them, so they're headed off to Darkmount because that's where Knockout said there is a map of Shockwave's old laboratories. Which makes sense. Cut to one of Shockwave's laboratories, which in hilarious supervillain fashion is in the ruins of an abandoned amusement park. Oh, I love that we <laughs> see a Ferris wheel there. It's just ridiculous. Like He's in a warehouse down by the wharf that's an abandoned amusement park. It, it's wonderfully stupid. Yeah, they had to kick the Riddler out of here. <laughs> yes. It's 
pretty great. Stars Who even knew it they is... had amusement parks? Well, we did. They mentioned it on Beast Wars. Six lasers over Cybertron. Oh, yeah. I guess. That was obviously a joke. I mean, well, now it's real. They also mentioned sexual intercourse. I mean, that might al- that, all- that might also exist. We're just not going to see it on the cartoon. Yeah. Although it would be great if this was also based on one of the, in, like an abandoned strip club, like one of the ones Ratchet apparently, or Rat ba- a Rat Trap apparently frequents. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Also, that should just become a common supervillain lair. Don't we actually Starscream, it is logical that you avoid this buffet food. Oh, wait, no, it's, it wasn't a strip <laughs> club. It was like a hollow sweet, like karaoke that we see in Beast Machines. Yes. Yes. Starscream, it is illogical as to why all of these beakers have question marks on them. <laughs> anyway, Starscream comes in. He's hauling in more bones. And he's telling Shockwave to, you know, hey, listen, clone faster. We're just piling up bones in here. Looks like the the, the back room of a KFC. <laughs> Shockwave very patiently explains to him in a way that I wish would have worked with more bosses in in my history why he cannot be more productive. And it is not logical to expect him to be. Listen, I literally have one hand. Starscream. Give I me mean, a friggin' break. This is true. This is true. <laughs> anyway, so then uh, then Darksteel and Skylinks come uh, come barging in, and turns out they are, of course, Shockwave's latest experiments, and they have been cloned to be more obedient than Predaking. Yeah. But so they're not... like dogs now? Basically, yes. Aw, puppy dogs. But, uh, and much like dogs, they're also real stupid, because the whole thing was they were supposed to be a surprise to the Autobots, and now they've gone off and let the Autobots know that they exist. Yeah, they weren't sneaking too great. Yeah. I mean, they're that big, you can't expect these enormous dragon creature things to be that sneaky. No. So let's let's give them some, some slack here. So we cut back to space. Uh, Prime is working his way through these asteroids like the Millennium Falcon and finally sees the Allspark. Uh, but now there's also a plasma storm going on. I'm sure that's a real thing. I mean, eh. probably not. But we're, the main <laughs> thrust of this movie is about a guy who is possessed by the robot devil thanks to his body full of devil blood. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, so a planet farting out some plasma isn't really that. Yeah, yeah, pl- yeah that, that's fine. That, it sounds like a thing that could be real. Oh, yeah. okay, fine. <laughs> I withdraw my objection. Yeah. I cut back to Cybertron, and uh, Smokescreen is just having some fun sitting on uh, Megatron's throne. I, I guess Smokescreen figures if he's not going to be the big Autobot hero, maybe he can be the big Decepticon hero. Yes. And yeah, isn't it like Bulkhead who's like, dude, no, that's not Yeah, cool. no, that's, like, come on, that, that guy was basically Hitler. This is messed yeah. up. Yeah, come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> so fine. And uh, at this point, uh they met, you know, Bumblebee mentions that he got this info from Knockout and uh, he is asked, 
Uh, what did you have to do? Buff his finish? <laughs> oh, yeah, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't specify what he had to do. He had to do something else. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, wait, what? He just says, what, like, what not quite. <laughs> he probably gave him the buffer. Did, what did you do to his tailpipe, Bumblebee? What? <laughs> oh, my. Listen, he just wanted a deep chassis massage. <laughs> Ooh. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put points on just he gave him the buffer, but all of these other <laughs> options are also excellent and, and I approve. Well, it's just so easy to make car euphemisms. It's hard to do with jets. Yes. Yeah. See, and maybe that's I mean why... you got the jet exhaust and it kinda just stops there. Maybe that's why Knockout is so fond of car alt modes. Mm. <laughs> he just loves you. Can make more dirty, dirty innuendo with them. <sighs> so anyway, just as they are about to find where this lab might be, uh, in comes Megatron slash Unicron. <gasps> He's just flying on in there because apparently he can do that now because Unicron's power up makes him able to. Yes, well, we now, we can also travel faster than light in, yes. uh, what they call it, a superluminal drive? Yes. Mm, yeah. Something like that. And, uh, that is where we end the first part of Predacons Rising. Yep, that is a, a good end of, uh, Act One pence, <laughs> mic drop. Yes, and because on, you know, this was intended to be watched as one unit, and because we don't want this episode to be three hours long, we are going to cut it as uh, as the uh, as the show did. But we are going to reserve our final judgment on it until episode three. Yes, yeah. we'll keep all the big thoughts for a couple weeks yet. Yes, so I can simply tell you that we will be back here next week with the exciting second part of Predacons Rising. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we have a Patreon. Yes, uh, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. Uh, that is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And this month, we will be talking the uh, the movie special for uh, the 1978 Toei Spider-Man yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Which Actually, is a lot of wait, David knowing it... a lot about Tokusatsu and Rob knowing a good bit about Spider-Man and me having watched some episodes of Power Rangers. <laughs> well, I, I wait, technically maybe it'll come out next have been last month at this point cuz uh, I don't know. Editing with it this cold is not fun. So maybe Yeah, in that case, yeah. uh this in that case if it's the December Patreon uh, your guess is as good as ours. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know what the December Patreon is going to be no. as of this recording. And I mean, if it's come out, we probably do. Yeah, well, yeah. Maybe. Is there is there a Turbo Teen Christmas episode? I'll have to find no. out. Oh, God, he turns no, into a sleigh and, like, reindeer just start coming out of him? Yes. Yes. And it's all just objectively horrifying. I'm sure we could probably find a <laughs> Christmas episode of some other old cartoon. And yet somehow... Oh, oh man, or he meets up with kids. another kid who turns into a uh, sleigh called Yule Youth. <laughs> oh, no. That's it. I'm done. I'm just, I'm done. 
so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. <laughs> <laughs>